The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Doug Bursch, and you're listening to the Friday edition of the Fairly Spiritual Show. So Pentecostals, Pentecost, what is that about? Is it about hanging from the chandeliers, snake handling, super mysterious spiritual people, judgmental spiritual people? What is it about? Speaking in tongues? On today's show, we're going to take a look at Pentecost. What does it mean to be a Pentecostal? And why did the day of Pentecost happen on the day of Pentecost? That might be a weird question, but the answer might change your view of the work of the Holy Spirit today. everyone doing? Do you want to answer that? You all right? You doing okay? There was an election earlier this week. I don't know if you know that. You're saying, I don't want to talk about that, Doug. Just just leave that in the past. Well, it is Friday, and I'm so glad to join you on this fairly spiritual show. I am Pastor Doug Bursch, and on Fridays, I've been going through uh, different chapters of my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor, and that book is all about having a community perspective in our faith. So often we make faith individualistic. By the way, last Wednesday, I did a show, and that's just the podcast form, on why don't people repent, and it was just a lament. Like People just don't repent. They, they don't change course. Their life can be falling apart. They don't change course. I've also noticed people can follow a leader who's clearly corrupt, and they just keep following him. The leader gets worse and worse and worse, and they keep following him. I think I see this at a national level, but you know, Christians will just keep following someone who clearly they should not follow, or they'll follow pastors they shouldn't follow, organizations they shouldn't follow. But but I talk a lot about that on Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday's show, uh, about what, why do people do that? Why do we just get locked into where we just won't change our mind? I've seen people who, I, I see this, I, I talk about it on last Wednesday's show, but just they get so, they're, they're angry and upset about politics and they're fighting on social media and their family's falling apart. They're just their marriage isn't good, their kids, their relationship with their kids isn't good, their relationship with their grandkids isn't good. And if you came to them and said, hey, you have to change the way you're living, you're, you're not producing good fruit, they would just go after you. They would just justify everything they're doing. So I, the last show I did, the last podcast is on that. So you can go to fairlyspiritual.org and check that out. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. So go to fairlyspiritual.org to do that. Um, you can also text this show. You can send a text, give your thoughts. Uh, this is the number to text, 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. And for this show to stay on the air, we need some people to donate at least like $100 to come in a week. That's not happening, so I think I won't be on the air that long. That's okay, it's in God's hands. But if you want this show to stay on the air, then I need some people to donate. So go to fairlyspiritual.org and you can donate there. Okay, enough housekeeping. I want to talk about Pentecost and Pentecostals. Uh, when I worked at another radio station, one of the executives, when he met with me and gave me my uh, radio show, 
he said to me, don't you Pentecostals believe that you have to speak in tongues to be saved? <laughs> That's the first thing he said to me. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't know any Pentecostal who believes that. But there's a lot of misgivings on that. And so on radio, I thought this would be a good time to talk a little bit about uh, what Pentecost means to me. And I go into detail in my book on Pentecost and the importance of Pentecost, in my opinion, on why it's central to understand Pentecost to live a fulfilling life as a Christian, as a believer. Uh, one of the things that I often ask people is this question. Uh, Pentecost is talked about in Acts 2. And in Acts 2, it talks about the disciples all, are all gathered together, and the Holy Spirit is poured out on all the disciples, and uh, they begin to speak in other tongues. And, and there's mystery about what, what is actually happening here. If they're all speaking the same tongue, or they're all speaking different tongues, and people love to fight about this, and please don't send me some angry thing fighting about this, because regardless of whatever tongue they're speaking, the people around the disciples, the people in the area begin to hear the mighty works of God in their own language. So either, you know, the disciples are actually speaking foreign languages and the foreigners hear that language, or something is happening where this language is being interpreted into the ears of the foreigners and they're understanding the language. Whatever is happening, this amazing thing happens where the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit and they immediately uh, get up and Peter begins to prophesy and to speak boldly. And that's the beginning of the church moving in acts with power and authority. So uh, one of the things that I'll, I'll ask people is why was the Holy Spirit poured out on the day of Pentecost? Why on that day? Because the day of Pentecost, that, that was celebrated before the Holy Spirit was poured out. And many people don't know why or what the disciples were celebrating on Pentecost before the Holy Spirit was poured out. And I, and I just want to give you some foundation on this because it's pretty important. On the day of Pentecost, uh, uh, people would gather together to celebrate the giving of the law. I want you to think of the Jewish calendar for a second. I'm going to get a little deep here, but I think this is kind of crucial. Uh, the Jewish calendar, you would have Passover would occur, and then after Passover, there was Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks. And so you'd have Passover and then Pentecost. Now on Passover, uh, the Jews would celebrate this reality of when, when God freed uh, the Jewish people from their bondage in Egypt and led them out into the wilderness, right? They were freed from bondage and led into the wilderness. That's the, the whole story of Passover. The Passover is much larger than that, but the main issue is this is when they were freed from bondage in Egypt. So that's Passover. And then in the calendar, the next thing that would come would be Pentecost. And on Pentecost, they would celebrate this reality, the giving of the law. Because once they were freed uh, from bondage in Egypt, they're in the wilderness and they don't really know what to do. They got the customs of Egypt. They've spent most of their time having being told what to do by those who ruled over them. They're wandering around in the wilderness and God uh, gives Moses uh, the, the law. He gives them, this is how you're supposed to abide with me. So on Pentecost, and Pentecost is penta, which means 50, and they would celebrate Pentecost. It was basically the 50th day after Passover. And so they would celebrate, or seven weeks, you know, 49 days, they would celebrate this basically as when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, God gave them the law to show them how to live. You know, you can be freed from bondage, but you might not know how to live. And so here's the corollary. Follow me on this. So when it comes to Passover, Passover is freedom from bondage. 
And then Pentecost is how do I live? Well, I live based on the law. That would be the Old Testament context. So here we have in the New Testament context, what is our Passover in the New Testament context? What frees us from bondage? Well, it's Christ and the cross and the resurrection, right? That, that's our Passover. And there's no mistake that when is Christ crucified? He's crucified around Passover, right? So we know clearly that Christ is the Passover lamb, that he is the one who takes away the sins of the world, that he is the one who rescues us from death, that he is the one who frees us from our bondage. So our Passover is Easter, or our Passover is the cross and the resurrection, right? So Easter is our Passover. So uh, we, we give our life to Christ, and we leave the bondage of Egypt, and we head out into the wilderness. Well, what Jesus says to his disciples after the ascension, after the resurrection, he says, before you go out and do stuff, I want you to wait. Wait so you can be clothed with power from on high. Just wait. Don't go out and do anything yet. You've been led out of your bondage in Egypt, but you're in the wilderness and you don't really know what to do yet. I'm, I've taught you some things, but, but I'm going away and I need to pour out my spirit to help you. And so they wait. And they wait for a very specific day. And this is a very important thing. And you ask many Christians and they have no idea why the Holy Spirit was poured out at Pentecost. Well, they wait for the day of Pentecost, and on the day of Pentecost, they're reading scriptures about how God gave the law to Moses to help the people live, to show them how to live. And on the day that they're reading and thinking about the law and how the children of Israel were given the law, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And the Holy Spirit descends upon each person like you know, tongues of fire, pillar of fire, these same images that you see in the Old Testament that when the, the glory of God would, would rest upon the tent of meetings or upon a mountain, the glory of God rests upon each individual. Now, I want you to see this parallel. It's, it's so clear. The disciples immediately understood what the Holy Spirit is for. That their, their Passover is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's freedom from bondage. That's their Passover. But their Pentecost, the giving of the law, is not the law. It's the giving of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was poured out on Pentecost to show us the importance of the Holy Spirit. We were given the Holy Spirit so that we would know how to live. Once we're freed from bondage, we live based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's why you can't just say, I don't know about Pentecost. I don't know about Pentecostals. Like, I don't know. No, Pentecost is how we live. And it's crucial to understand that or else we're just rescued and we're wandering in the wilderness. I'm going to talk more about this, but let's take a quick break and there'll be more to come. Hey, thank you for listening to this show. I so much appreciate that. The stuff I'm talking about right now, are, it's in my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. Please pick that up. Uh, you can get a copy at Amazon. You can also find more information at my website, fairlyspiritual.org. If you want to text the show, feel free to uh, call this number or text this number, 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. And we need donations to stay on the radio. So please, if you could donate any amount, $25, $50, $10,000, whatever it is, 
It would greatly help this ministry. Go to fairlyspiritual.org to do that today. Thank you for your support. Okay, so I'm, I'm giving you some deep theology on Pentecost. And, and I think, sadly, we don't have deep theology on Pentecost. Often we just have arguments about speaking in tongues and all this other stuff. And I, I think we miss the boat here. But I, I just talked about this, if you just joined us, that we have these two big things in the Jewish calendar. We had Passover and Pentecost. And in the Jewish calendar, this is before Christ uh, came to earth, you have that Passover was the freedom from bondage, freedom from Egypt, and that on Pentecost, they celebrated the giving of the law. Well, in the New Testament context, our Passover is Easter. It's the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Pentecost is the pouring out of the Spirit to lead us. So the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, replaces being led by the law. And, and you know this is true because when you read any of Paul's writings, Paul makes this corollary again and again. He says, We're, we don't live according to the law or according to the flesh, according to our own desires. We live according to the Spirit. So once you're freed from bondage, you don't just make a bunch of laws and rules and regulations to follow, but you live according to the Spirit. Or once you're freed from bondage, you don't just live based on how you feel, like I'm just going to react against the bondage I used to be in. You live based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Why is this so crucial? Because you can be saved, but still not be following the Holy Spirit. You can have the Holy Spirit in your life, but still not allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. You can do that. Just as the law, people had received the law, like the law was given to Israel once, but every generation and every person had to receive the law, right? If you couldn't just say, well, you know, it was received back then and that's good enough. It's like, no, every person had to receive the law and follow the law, or it just was just the law and it didn't matter. Well, it's the same with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit could be poured out once, but the Holy Spirit is poured out for every generation and for every person. So I can be saved and I can have the Holy Spirit in my life, but if I don't yield to the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit doesn't have me, then I will just be a wanderer in the wilderness. I'll just be living based on my fleshly desires. I'll be just living based on rules and regulations I've made or other people have made. Pentecost is crucial. And so the question I have for anyone is, do you have your Pentecost? Because it's a gift given to us, and just as we were to receive the law, we receive our Pentecost. And that's why the language of baptism is such a powerful thing. To be baptized in the Spirit, baptism is like a sponge that is immersed, that you can have the Spirit, but if you don't allow the Spirit to immerse you, to overwhelm you, to fill you, to overflowing, then you're not Spirit-led. Are you immersed and overflowing with the Spirit? This is not an issue of people being more having more of the Spirit or less of the Spirit, we all have the same amount of the Spirit, but it's, does the Spirit have you? The question is, does the Spirit have all of you? And that's the yielding. Like, you can choose to follow the law or not follow the law. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You can choose to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit and say, God, fill me, take over my life, Be, lead me, Immerse me. I want every part of my life to be led by you. I don't want to be led by my desires. I don't want to be led by rules and regulations. I don't want to be led by what Doug is saying or my pastor is saying or I'm saying. I want to be led by your spirit. When you surrender your life in that way, then you allow that sponge of your life to be absorbed by the spirit. 
And that's not really even just a one-time thing because we can always close ourselves off to the things of God. That's a daily thing where we say, Lord, I want you to fully lead me in every way. So that's you know, the first question I have of you is, do you, do you have your Pentecost? Do you understand the importance of that? That's so much more important than just, ah, you know, I don't speak in tongues and I don't. But that's about the fullness of God leading you. And that's to me why some people can be saved but just be restless wanderers. Because those separations, you know, we're let out of bondage, salvation, it's a gift from God. It's Yeah, but the issue of being led by God and, and following God and having a purpose on earth, that's an issue of the baptism. That's an issue of surrendering. Just as they had to surrender to the law and they had to receive the leading of God, we have to surrender and yield to the leading of God so that God can truly abide in us and with us and lead us on a daily basis. You can be freed from bondage, but just be a restless wanderer in the wilderness. You can go to heaven, but live a very miserable life. Or you can have a life of tremendous purpose and spirit-led leading. The other thing that's interesting from a community purpose here is Pentecost is not an individualistic thing. It's like, ah, I need my Pentecost so I can have my prayer language and I can have my spiritual gifts and I can be super spiritual. That's not what happens in Acts 2. Acts 2 is all about the community. They're all gathered together and the Holy Spirit is poured out to everyone together. Those who yielded, it's poured out to them together. And it's poured out for the purpose of the mighty works of God to be proclaimed to those who do not know the mighty works of God. It, the, the powerful thing about Acts 2, it's really a, a reversal of what happened at the Tower of Babel. You know, at the Tower of Babel, humans got together and we began to do things that were mighty, but they were against the will of God. And if you look at the story of the Tower of Babel, and I talk extensively about this in my book, The Community of God, uh, we were working against God. And God said, look, there, there's nothing possible for humans to do. I'm going to frustrate their language. So God frustrated our language to keep us from working together because when we worked together, we did damage to the things of God, that we were wonderfully dangerous and dangerous to the things of God and dangerous to each other. So he made it so we couldn't work together. But we see in Acts 2 that once we are saved by the cross of Jesus Christ, that God fills us with his Holy Spirit so that we can work together. Because in Acts 2, we begin to all speak in tongues, and as we work together as a spirit-led community, people from every different region and every different language group begin to hear the mighty works of God in their own language. The mighty works of God. In, in Babel, it's the mighty works of man. In Pentecost, it's the mighty works of God expressed. And that's why it's important to unite and understand the purpose of your Pentecost, because we yield to the Holy Spirit, not for the purpose of our own spiritual guruism, you know, I got my own super spiritual. That's not what it's about. It's I begin to yield to the fullness of the Holy Spirit because my other brothers and sisters are yielding to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, it allows us to unite together to be about purposes that are bigger than ourselves to advance the goodness of God on earth to be the people of God, to be the full expression of Christ on earth. And that's why Jesus says, wait, before you go out and do anything, before you go out and do your little ministry thing, before you go out and tell people your messages and your sermons and your opinions, I want you to wait so that you're clothed with power from on high. I don't want you to be led by laws and rules and regulations 
or your own sensuality. I want you to be filled with my presence and with my spirit. And as you are filled with my presence and my spirit, you will see my presence and my spirit in other believers, and you will unite with me and other believers for purposes that are bigger than yourself, that are not about yourself. You will unite for purposes that are about blessing the community of God, that are about blessing the world. There's no such thing as being a spirit-led, selfish Christian. And if you are a spirit-led, selfish Christian, then you're in trouble. And that's why Paul, when he goes after the Corinthian church, he says, you know, if you guys are a spirit-led community, you're going to express that in love. And if you don't express that in love, that you love one another, then this spiritual expression means nothing. You can have the tongues of angels, but if you don't have love, you're a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. It means nothing. So any church that highlights spirituality or highlights, you know, Pentecost would be kind of church that doesn't highlight individuals, but highlights the power of us coming together as one spirit-filled community that loves and cares for each other and works together for purposes that are bigger than individual wants and desires and needs. Pentecost is important to me. I talk extensively about it in my book, and I'd love for you to pick that up. You can go to Amazon and pick up The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. And, and yes, I am selling that book to you in this sense. I, don't, I, I, I made hardly any money off the book, so there's certainly paying to have this show on the air. And I, I'm not doing this for money's sake, but I do want you to walk in your inheritance. I don't pastor a mega church. We just got this small church in Auburn. I'm not doing this radio show so I can grow our church or make a name for myself. But I have seen people, this is why I'm doing this show, this is why I do ministry, or one of the main reasons is I've seen people who've given their life to Christ, but they're living meaningless lives. They're just wandering aimlessly through life, or they're following other leaders who are deceptive and they're living based on legalism or they're living based on rules or just how they feel. And they've missed this beautiful gift that God gave us at Pentecost, that every single one of you, if you yield and surrender right now, if you go to the Lord and surrender, that he will give you the fullness of his Holy Spirit. And from the fullness of his Holy Spirit, you can have an intimate relationship where he can begin to lead you and to teach you and to help you. He can give you directions on, 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 on the next step, on how to love the people entrusted to your care. He'll show you how to repent. He'll show you how to connect with the people you can't connect with. He'll show you how to take those next steps in ministry. He'll bring solutions to your mind that you didn't have. He'll open up your heart to the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But not to isolate you as some weird guru, but to connect you with a larger body. And you'll be, be able to genuinely have a love for the larger body of Christ because you'll begin to see the Spirit of God in other people as well. That's my question to you. Do you have your Pentecost? Have you received it? Have you received, or better yet, have you yielded yourself to the fullness of the Holy Spirit? I know you have the Holy Spirit, but does the Holy Spirit have you? Sure, the Holy Spirit came to you when you were saved, but did you yield yourself to the fullness of the Holy Spirit? Have you allowed yourself to say, I'm completely yours, Lord. I don't want to just be forgiven of sins. I just don't want a free ticket to go to heaven. 
I want relationship with you. I want intimacy with you. I want to be like the disciples where they walked and talked with Jesus. I want to walk and talk with God right now. I don't want to wait till heaven. I don't want to wait till heaven to talk with you. I don't want to wait with until heaven to acknowledge your presence. I want to know you and to abide with you and to sense your presence now. If that's your desire, I'd ask you to surrender to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I ask you maybe at church to have someone who, who believes in the fullness of Pentecost. Ask someone to pray for you. Ask someone you trust to pray for you. But I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would right now, if you're speaking to someone and they're hearing your voice, that you would give them their heart's desire to be filled to overflowing with your spirit, to be immersed in the goodness of your spirit. I ask that your Pentecost would come, your Holy Spirit would come in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate you guys letting me spend this time with you. Hey, if you want to keep this show on the air, we need your support. Go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate today. Every donation matters. I'd really appreciate that. I'd love to stay on the air and keep talking with you. Also, you can feel free to text us. This number is the way to text me, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. And what I talked about today is in my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. That's The Community of God. You can find that at Amazon. Just Google it. All right. I'll see you next time. The preceding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.